Music for the Message on KFUO, the Messenger of Good News. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark. And, of course, Pastor Clark is the pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. That's in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Hi, Gary. Great to be here with you. Now, we're in the book of Psalms. That's a book of poetry. That's a book of songs. And we read Psalm 12 to 47 this week. And when we were heading out of our, our session last week, you said that you may want to talk about various types of Psalms, too. Is that on your plate for today? It sure is, Gary. Thanks for uh, reminding me. Yes, I would love to talk about the categories of the Psalms. Okay. Uh, as you said, the, the book of Psalms, sort of the hymn book of the Bible, uh, beautiful poetry and songs, uh, some that we still sing today, many of which we still sing today. Uh, we chant them in worship. We read them in our devotional life. They're very much a part of the church today, too. Uh, some of the Psalms, as people read through them, I recognize them from worship or recognize them from different hymns. So I, I think that's kind of neat, all these different touch points that when we read the book of Psalms, we realize, oh, wait a second, that's where that came from. That sounds familiar. But like you said, different categories. And I think this is where it's sort of helpful when we read God's Word on our own to use uh, a commentary, perhaps, or a good study Bible as we go through a book like the Book of Psalms. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick plug for the Bible I use. I use the Lutheran Study Bible uh, published by Concordia Publishing House. It has uh, footnotes that are a Lutheran footnotes that I appreciate, and some really great helps, too. So what I'm going to share right now is from the Lutheran Study Bible, their okay. introduction to the book of Psalms. For clarification, there's also a Lutheran self-study Bible. This this is the study Bible. It's not the same as the self-study? Yeah, so a little different. So okay. there's the Concordia—yeah, good question. There's the Concordia self-study Bible uh, that was uh, printed—it's uh, been a number of years now, but that's the New International Version— some good study notes, uh, good solid Bible. Uh, the New International Version is probably the most popular version here in the United States. Uh, this is the uh, Lutheran Study Bible. So this was published more recently. Mm -hmm. uh, the version is the ESV, the English Standard Version. So in many uh, Lutheran LCMS churches, that's, that's the version of the Bible you're probably going to hear if you worship there on a Sunday morning. Uh, and then the thing that's unique is the Lutheran Study Bible is really the first Bible, in English at least, to have entirely Lutheran study notes. So these were all written by Lutheran scholars, the footnotes. So it gives really a distinctly Lutheran perspective. So if our listeners are Lutheran, super helpful, even if they're not Lutheran, if you want to know what Lutherans believe or how they might interpret a certain passage, uh, it's a nice tool to have. Right. So okay. uh, I, I find it very helpful, at least myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, they have here these categories of psalms. And other study Bibles may have this. You can probably even Google it. But I think this is really handy to have it in your Bible. So here are some of the categories, uh, 12 categories they list. Wisdom psalms, okay, psalms about wisdom. Uh, messianic or royal psalms, so psalms that are perhaps ultimately pointing us pretty clearly to the Messiah, to Jesus, individual laments, so crying out to God, perhaps even complaining to God. Then they have community laments, so the whole community crying out to God. Then you have the imprecatory psalms. Those are some tough ones. Uh, those are ones, and there's just a handful of them, where you're crying out to God, and many times it's crying out to God to uh, to act in judgment upon an enemy or, or to destroy someone. So those are some that we wrestle with. Uh, but calling upon the Lord to pass judgment, really, on the godless in many of those psalms. 
Uh, but some of them get pretty uh, pretty vivid, too. So uh, those will come later in our reading, uh, next week's readings in, in particular. Uh, then we have Psalms of Praise for Individuals. We have Psalms of Trust, a trust in the Lord. A community Psalms of Praise, so really uh, Psalms that, that, that will be used by the community in worship to praise the Lord. Uh, then you have hymns and psalms of descriptive praise. Uh, so a lot of psalms of praise. You have psalms of creation. Uh, those are some of my favorite, how they describe the creation, how it really points us to God and who he is. Uh, psalm 8 in particular is one that comes to my mind. Then you have psalms of Zion, psalms that, uh, psalms that focus on Zion, Jerusalem, the temple. And then you have liturgical psalms, psalms that were used in worship in different ways. Uh, psalms when people would go up to worship, they might sing those, or when they celebrate different festivals like the Passover, uh, for instance. So all of these different categories of psalms, and I think those are kind of helpful because when you read the book of Psalms, boy, it's, it's a big variety. It really is. All sorts of emotions come out. And if we can kind of categorize them a little and understand what type of psalm that I'm reading, to me at least, that's that's kind of helpful. And as I teach psalms as a pastor, that's kind of helpful too, to have sort of categories to place these in to, to understand them a little better. Another benefit to the book of Psalms is they can be a good starting point for us in witnessing to other people. You know, we might not think of, okay, we're going to tell someone about Jesus. Let's start with the book of Psalms. That might not be the first book of the Bible mm -hmm. to think of, especially in the Old Testament. But when you think about those categories of Psalms and all the emotions that they cover, you know, these, these things expressed in the Psalms, the, the, the Psalms of lament and praise and, and even creation, these are emotions and things that, that we all experience. We all experience creation, for instance. We all have times of complaint. Uh, we all have times where, yeah, we do feel like giving thanks and praising. Right. So those those sort of give some open doors, I think, to witnessing to others because they share that that common experience we have as human beings. But they do so uh, centered in in God, <laughs> in God and, and his word and, and ultimately a trust in that Messiah, uh, Jesus Christ. So, again, I think there's some opportunities for open doors for witnessing to, to maybe non-Christians. I thought I would read uh, today just one psalm, Gary, and, and it was in our reading this past week. It's probably the most famous of psalms. It's a psalm that's in the category of trust, the psalms of trust. So this is Psalm 23. So I'm going to read this, and then I'm just going to make uh, one main comment about it that might help our listeners in reading other psalms too. Uh, so, so here's Psalm 23. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So that's Psalm 23. We, right. we see that in movies sometimes. We, we hear it at funerals. That's what I was going to say. Um, I've been to several funerals yes. lately, and uh, that psalm is, has been read at every funeral I've been to. Yeah, that is the go-to funeral yes. psalm, you know, yeah. and, and with, with good reason. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful for a funeral. I mean, uh, it talks about trust. It's talking about dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Good stuff. But sometimes I fear that we only use it at funerals. Right. You know, that's the only time we get it out. Um, but it's a psalm that's... Boy, beneficial anytime. Really? And the one thing I wanted to point, lots of things you point out with this song, but one thing I wanted to point out with it 
is just this this idea in Psalm 23 and, and really in a lot of Hebrew poetry. And it's just simply this, that the main point is usually in the middle. The middle words, especially in the original Hebrew in Psalm 23, are the words, you are with me. And so even in the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. And so the, the main point in many ways in Psalm 23 is you are with me. Right. Uh, that the God is with us. Our good shepherd is with us. Uh, Jesus is Emmanuel after all. God with us. That's one of his names. Uh, so I think that's a beautiful truth there in Psalm 23. Because sometimes, you know, in our English poetry, I think the main point is, is at the end. We, we read the very end, right? Oh, so that's what that poem's about. Uh, but for Hebrew poetry, it, it's oftentimes in the middle. So as our uh, listeners read through the Psalms along with us, uh, look for that middle part. Uh, because a lot of times in the middle is that main point, especially for Psalm 23, a beautiful message for us from the middle, that the Lord is with me. The Psalms are, are beautiful. They're meditative. And I guess other one other piece of advice I'd have is just read through them slowly. Uh, soak in those words. Poetry oftentimes takes some reflection. Uh, you can't just fly through it like a narrative, like a story, but, but really try to soak it in. Take your time. Okay. Uh, and so, so next week we'll be reading, uh, according to my schedule here, Gary, Psalm 48 through Psalm 82. Psalm 48 through what? Through 82, yes. Okay, and uh, I didn't let you know this yet, and uh, I want to let remind the listeners, too. I'm taking vacation next week, so we're going to skip a week. Uh, I hope that works out okay with you. So we'll pick up on 48 and 82, uh, not next week, but the following week. Well, perfect. That gives yeah. us an excuse to read through more slowly. That's yeah, good. That's go. good, Gary. Perfect timing for your vacation. You can focus on it. And, <laughs> there you uh, go. Thanks a lot, and I look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good, Gary. Take care. Amy, 50 KFUO in St. Louis. We are worldwide at KFUO.org.